Welcome to the Battery Testing Mentor Podcast. My name is Johannes and here I talk about all topics around battery testing and battery handling. Short, on the point and with practical advice. Also visit www.batterytestingmentor.com and sign up for the email update. With every episode, I send out the key, the key takeaways of that episode straight into your inbox. And should you have any questions, feedback, advice, just hit reply on that email if you directly reach me. With that, enough of the housekeeping, let's get into the episode. Today, I want to talk a little bit about modules and packs. We have talked about how a cell works already. Now let's make it a little bit bigger. Most of the batteries are really used in modules and packs. There are some consumer electronics like the cell phone where there's only one cell inside and you don't need to make it bigger. But every larger application, be it the power tool that you have in your hand or an electric car or these large scale utility great um, storage uh, batteries, they need to be connected out of many, many cells. So how do we do it? We will have a look at this today. Some terms. What, what is there? There's cell, of course. From the cell, you can go to the cell block. Then there's the module, the pack, and then there's also sometimes the system. Let's start with the bottom. Like you have the cell, you go to the cell block. What is a cell block? A cell block is basically a connection of several cells in parallel. This is not very often used because that you have really several blocks in parallel. They, they aren't used in itself. They are just part of a module normally. So let's skip this cell block again. I think I did last time always I say skip this cell block and later we, we can uh, come back to this. So look at the module. What is a module? A module is really a connection of several cells in parallel and in series. Depends on the design. It depends what voltage you want to reach, what current you want to supply. There you decide how you connect your cells. If you connect cells in series, you put kind of plus to minus and plus to minus and plus to minus and you reach higher voltages. If you connect the cells in parallel, you put them one next to each other and you can reach higher currents. In the end, with both ways, you increase the power output of the battery. Let's remember power is voltage times current. So if you double the voltage, it's the same effect as doubling the current. How you connect the cells, like if you choose parallel, if you choose serial, normally you choose a combination out of parallel and serial and you then name it for S1P, for example. Um, so four cells in series, one in parallel. The, how you choose it, what you choose really depends on the application you want to support with this battery. You might have applications where you need a very high voltage. You might have applications where there's an inverter or some, some um, consumer connected to the battery and you need to reach a certain power limit. 
sometimes there's a certain current required. There are also other things like there are uh, the design rules, for example, or design requirements, let's call it this way, from the application. If you are in a car, in a mobile application, you might want to reduce the weight. And then it makes a lot of sense to go higher in voltage and lower in current because then you can reduce the, the diameter of your cables and spend less weight, less money on, on copper on just conducting the, the uh, electricity. So there are many uh, factors influencing this. Also the, the behavior of the cell, of course. Um, there, there are things like the, I mean, this goes now very into detail, but um, the, the overall voltage of the pack can have an influence on cells in, in certain, for example, abuse situations. Nevertheless, you have these cells, you want to connect them. How do you do it? You define a size of the uh, module, you arrange the cells, and then you um, set up some connection points. Like you need to be have real hardwired connection, be it by by metal stripes, for example, or by by bonds, like kind of cables um, that go from the, always the plus pole to the minus pole, and also take care of the uh, parallel connection. Now, is there a difference between having four cells in, in series and then paralyzing these strings? Or do you paralyze all the, the cells and then put these cell blocks in series? There is, and that goes back to the behavior of the cell. Because if you have one cell that is behaving not well, like that is degrading a lot, that uh, has some manufacturing problem, for example, and, and it is performing less than the other cells. If you have one uh, string, one serial connection, this one cell is the limit for the, the overall power output because it might have a reduced current capacity, it might have, have a reduced or, or an, an, a faster reduction of the voltage and then you reach the, the voltage limit at one point where all the other cells are still um, capable of delivering more. So if you have these in one string, one cell is the limit. Now if you put them in parallel, like you have two cells in parallel. One cell is reducing the, the um, output because it is aged, it is defect. So the current can then travel through the other cell. And of course, you, you, you put more load on the cell. You, you put more like strain on the cell in some way. But the string then can then be perform much better compared to having only one cell. And it goes, of course, into extreme when you have many, many, many cells in parallel. Like, um, I mean, when, when Tesla started, they had these thousands of cells in, in um, a battery pack, and there were tens of cells in, in parallel connected. 
So if one cell fails, basically all the other cells need to take a little bit of more load on them for the whole battery pack still to, to work. So it really makes sense to, to put the cells all in parallel and then put the serial string on top um, compared to the other way. And another point is also that you need far less measurement um, setup because when you operate a battery, you always need to record or measure the cell voltage. That is really key. If you do this blindly, you don't know if the cell is above its limit, below its limit, and you damage the cells. So you need to measure the cell voltage. Now, if you have them connected in, in a parallel, you need one cell voltage measurement that's enough and you know the cell voltage of the whole string because it forces itself always to this uh, this uh, voltage. If you would have this separate, you would need to really measure every cell itself. And you have, then if you have really a lot of cells in parallel, you, you have really a multiplication of um, the measurement need. And that means more computing power, more sensors, all the stuff. And here I come back to this word or the state term of uh, cell block. This is exactly this point. You have these cell blocks that are part of the module. Now we have them connected. What else is necessary for the module? One thing is you need a housing. You need to have the pressure on the cells, especially if you have pouch cells there, it's, it's most extreme. Pouch cells have no, no structure around the cell. So you need to build the structure with the module. So you need some compression plates and, and really sometimes it is really a massive housing around that make sure that, that there is the suitable amount of pressure on the cells so that the layers of the cell really touch each other. Of course, the geometry of the cell has an impact on this. Like that pouch is really that it's necessary to put them together. If you have these round cells, that the cylinder itself is so stable that you, you have far less um, of an, an issue of pushing the, the cells together. And this is one thing that, that has evolved in the last years. Because if you have the, the uh, compression, you need a lot of material. And this material is inactive. It doesn't help you to get a higher energy density. So ideally, you can leave it away. And the, the approach was there to just then slowly go higher or bigger with the module size. Initially, let's jump now to the voltage side. Initially, modules were limited to 60 volt because 60 volt is the voltage where you can touch it and basically nothing happens. You do not get hurt. You sometimes feel it a little bit, but there is no harm to your health. And then you had these shoebox size modules and could build out of these modules a battery pack. And only when you connected these modules together, you had high voltage and kind of danger. Now, somebody questioned that why should 60 volt be the limit 
for modules. Because if we make modules bigger, we can then save um, this inactive material. We can make maybe only one structure for compressing the cells instead of having three modules, right? Like if you build just a bigger module. And so the, the voltage slowly increased. It creeped up to 100 volt and then above 100 volt. And suddenly we have several hundred volt from per module today in, in some applications. The key driver is really reducing the inactive material, increasing the energy density of uh, the, the module. And then, of course, of the overall pack. Another thing that we didn't talk about yet in the module is the BMS, the battery management system. This is necessary. I mean, I talked a little bit about this because you need to measure the voltages. And these voltages are measured by the battery management system. There's a small computer sitting typically on the module somewhere inside the, the housing. And this is connected to all the cells so that you measure every cell voltage. So you have this small computer that is in the battery pack, in, in, in the battery module. It is normally just a slave, kind of. You have a battery management system master that controls the overall pack and every module has its own slave to measure the cell voltages. Now we are basically ready to build these modules inside the battery pack. As I see the time has run out, I will just talk about the battery pack in the next episode. I thank you for your time. Have a nice week and hear you again here at the Battery Testing Mentor Podcast. Thank <laughs> you.